0: There's a saying out there and and it goes, you know, to the tune of what you are is God's gift to you and what you make of it is your gift to God. Honestly, I think about that every day because, you know, if I am the representative of God in my, life, I have a duty to impact as many people as I can get out of my own way because I get in front and get in my way. And be as efficient with my time as possible because we'd only have so much time. And that really helps me, you know, get back on track and focus on the right things.
1: Welcome to the Driven Woman Podcast, where career and business women operating in traditionally male-dominated spaces come for advanced conversations to accelerate their journey towards success. You'll be inspired to abandon all paradigms around money influence lifestyle and achievement so that you can create your own rules. I'm your host Sophia Bryan, international lawyer and leadership coach for women. Are you ready to unleash the leader within? Let's get into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by the Driven Woman Leadership Circle This is for women who have arrived at the place in their life and leadership journey where they recognize that they could use some additional support. However, you may not be at the place where you are ready to invest in private one-on-one mentorship. So the membership for the Driven Woman Leadership Circle allows you to receive trainings that will propel you to the next level while experiencing uh, coaching within a group setting to learn more about the driven woman leadership circle private membership you may go to the show notes and i also invite you to visit my facebook group join me over there so it's facebook.com forward slash driven woman leadership circle and you will also have an opportunity to learn more about uh, the training opportunities, and you will also get to experience the community that I am gradually building over there. P.S. If you love the show and you would like an opportunity to become one of our production partners, you can buy me a coffee at Buy Me a Coffee forward Sophia Bryan. And if you visit the show notes, you'll also see other ways that you can become one of our production partners. Hey there, Driven Woman. We have another amazing guest and I am super excited to bring this guest to you because she's super impressive (laughs) as all my guests are. She started her real estate company at the age of 19. I bet you want to hear how she pulled that off. (laughs) She now guides female change makers all over the globe to discover their inner freedom and fulfillment using the inside out success method in her premier consulting program. Her inspiration fueling every pursuit has been to simplify success, shine a light on the truth of whatever may be in the way of it, and to show others they can do anything they set their mind to. I love that. Driven women make way for my guest, Stacy Baronfuss. Did I get it right? I enough. Okay, okay, All right, so glad to have you on here, Stacy. So uh, I love for my guests to share with, um, to share what their childhood was like and mm-hmm. how that has played
0: into what they're
1: currently doing.
0: Yes. Ooh, I love this. Such a great topic to start with because as you know, what happens between you know the ages of zero and seven, it makes mm-hmm. the most impression on us. So that's the most impact on us. So mm-hmm. um I I grew up in um a household that I was you know, started as an only child, and then my father was remarried when I was six. And um I stepped into the role at that point of being you know, the responsible one, the oldest, um, I had two brothers and um, just really was, you know, the person that mm-hmm. everyone kind of leaned on. Um, I always say like it was my job to bring the chaos to order and um, that early responsibility, while you know you can always take two different paths with what happens to us, mm-hmm. um, it's really helped shape who I am, and I think the ability to, you know, start my company at a young age was absolutely related to, you know, those early responsibilities Mm -hmm. growing
1: up. Okay, excellent. What gave you the impetus at 19? Yes, you had a lot of responsibilities growing up, but is it that, was it that entrepreneurial bug that bit you? Was it just running with an idea what happened for you to have the confidence to feel as though you could actually start a company um, at, at such a young age
0: yes and you know it's it's funny the, the memory that always pops into my head is it was I was about five years old um, and this story directly relates to that that confidence I was I was about five and I was, completely bundled up in a in the snowsuit and I had my mittens on and I was curious if the stove was on. And instead of asking, I just went and put my hand on the stove. And the stove was on and it burnt through my mitten and just, you know, barely hit my my palm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a great example of my life because I'm I'm very much one where Someone could tell me all day long not to do something or to do Mm -hmm. something and I have to experience it on my timeline and (laughs) my way. And so I think that just that attitude of what's the worst that can happen if you try it has Mm -hmm. been through through and through in every situation in my life, it seems like.
1: Mm, I love that. Okay. I noticed that you have actually worked with Tony Robbins. Well, not worked with, but been a part of his circle or one of his programs in the past. What was that experience like for you?
0: Yes. So it was so profound in many ways. And, um, you know, I, I think the understanding and just the, the teachings that mm-hmm. that he has, what you, the power you truly have and the ability to, you know, understand your your state, understand you know, that you can take control of these things was really interesting, almost like that next step in my life. So I really enjoyed, um, you know, his business mastery um, event. And of course the life and wealth mastery, that was one of the best ones. I was a heavy, heavy coffee drinker and they put <laughs> you through a um, cleanse while you're there. And wow, okay. I ended up going cold Turkey and, and, Having a, a lot of blemishes on my face, that so it was, um, you know, very memorable. But just I think the the cleansing aspect and you know replanting the right programs was like the mm-hmm. biggest way. Um, you
1: speak a lot about inner state and the the idea of controlling your inner state and recognizing its influence on your work? Did did that idea or concept come from your time working with Tony Robbins or was it another life experience that led you to design your program in that way?
0: Yeah so my experience um, it it actually started also at a a young age Um, Mm -hmm. but of course you know Tony's perspective on state Mm -hmm. is very much about you know that performance aspect and peak performance mm-hmm. and um, almost, you know, more of that like masculine side and the side that I'm bringing, you know, to the marketplace and to people is more of that feminine side because mm-hmm. especially as women, we we have so much power, but the, you know, society or programs have have us in shackles we have ourselves in shackles and mm-hmm. really boils down to resistance of you know we we don't think we should feel a certain way or there's guilt because we're you know we have kids at home but we want to pursue our career or vice versa you know there's a lot of of those things that go on for women and so when you can really see the truth of that state and the resistance you're experiencing. That's where freedom can come about mm. so that you can perform like Tony speaks about, right? That, that peak state, but mm. course, you have to see that the truth of where you are. So of course it's a combination of life experience, but the methodology really came about from the struggles that I had in my life mm. and the system I built for myself mm. personally and professionally.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I'm happy you mentioned women because, uh, one of my key questions that I want to ask is why women? Uh, I don't know if you want to elaborate some more on why, you know, having a real estate company, then deciding that you want to have programs that are geared specifically towards helping women.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's such a great question. So, you know, over the course of my career, I've had both men and women on my real estate team Mm -hmm. agents and team members. And what I found myself spending the most time on um, with both was the interstate and digging up these things that were hindering their performance in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't ever tactical. And so as I reflected and also looked at the times that I experienced the most joy and fulfillment because I was seeing this other person thrive and like have those ahas. I realized it's not real estate related at all. It's, mm. it's work. And so the, the focus, you know, for, for women is, you know, something that I think really shifted for me, even in the last couple of years, as far as focus of how I wanted to bring this, you know, to the world. And the, the reason is, is because, You know, in my journey, I really experienced that peak performance, masculine do 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 that Mm -hmm. That second nature to me. You know, and how I was raised. And when I started to really step into my power as a woman by clearing these, you know, the shoulds or the, Mm -hmm. you know, must do, it it made me realize how underserved, you know, this part of the market is just in the sense that I think women have different aspects going on. Men Mm -hmm. still struggle with similar things and we're not leaving them out by any means, but women have such a complex makeup where they're, you know, used to taking care of everyone except themselves. They may put themselves you know, last, there's a lot of common threads that make it complicated and could really, you know, use the, the compassion and, and awareness through a program like this, mm-hmm. the truth, mm-hmm. and it being okay to, you know, see the truth and then build a life you love. Mm.
1: So the concept of being a magnet for opportunities, I love that can you share with uh, the listeners some of the things that they can do to become magnet for opportunities? There is this debate between whether success has anything to to do with luck or is it hard work? And Mm -hmm. you're saying it's not just about do, 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 but then I think a lot of people have an issue with whether or not your success is dependent on luck so what are the things that, how do, does one become a
0: magnet for opportunities? Yes, I love that question so much. So the first thing that you can do is if you look at the areas in your life that are not, are not working, mm. you have a challenge in that maybe you feel like you can't overcome, or it's something that keeps repeating itself. Sometimes in life, we have you know, one problem and then it shows up in a different mask Mm. next year. So if you can look at the areas of your life that you're, you know, either facing something or, you know, are are struggling in some way or it's not to the standard or to the level rather that you want, Mm -hmm. ask yourself what resistance is currently present because that's what you can trace it back to. Mm. You can trace it back to, and I'll give you an example. If if you have a relationship that isn't thriving the way that you want, mm-hmm. there may be resistance to something that you feel about yourself or you're not providing to yourself. Therefore, you're blaming the other person they mm. you're not giving it to you. Mm. So if you can first look at these areas that aren't working, then see, you know, step two, see what resistance is currently there and just be truthful to yourself. You don't need to go and stand on a stage admitting this. <laughs> you don't need to go to Tony Robbins' event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to go to that event. Especially now, better safe. <laughs> <people. laughs> um, if you can just be really honest with yourself and see that truth, then what that does is it Allows you to build whatever you want to build, whether it's in your business or in your relationship, from a calm and clear state. And when you build a category in your life, you know, category of your life, mm-hmm. we're all from that place. What happens is everything in the in life, the universe mm. goes crazy to support your efforts because you're. You're valuable to the nature, the universe, because you're not bringing forth your chaos. You're looking at the chaos, mm-hmm. and you're showing up in the world truly as a magnet, mm-hmm. because you're not, you know, polarized by the stuff you're carrying around. Because so that's really what what slows us down is the stories and yeah. hurts or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. from the
1: past. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that
1: so much because I'm sitting here thinking about the whole idea of resistance and it can be multifaceted because it can come from, you know, your interactions with your family and how you're perceived there. It can come from, you know, your relationships with your friends or your environment, your physical environment. And, you know, areas of resistance popped up in my mind. But I understand the concept, uh, but I don't know. Can you expound more upon the the idea of resistance and what that actually is? Because um, I think that sometimes there is a bit of confusion behind the, the idea of resistance, what that really means.
0: Yes. Yeah. So an example of, of resistance is I feel hurt by someone mm-hmm. and I say I'm too busy to feel this hurt and I go back to my work. Mm. Yes. Or another example would be, um, you know, going and treating myself to a spa, a spa day. Mm-hmm. And while I'm doing that, feeling like I should do something else, mm. Mm. which mm-hmm. we can all relate to, right? It's like, Oh, I have this much to do just that, that, Simple resistance, all you have to do is see I'm resisting this gift that I'm giving myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's see see what else this could be affecting. You know, mm-hmm. more about like curiosity about the resistance versus yeah. Yeah, yeah. Being wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I like
1: that. You know, it's it's an invitation to question why am I doing the things that I do that are not helping me get to where I actually want to get? Yeah, and or what areas am I not being fully present or fully embracing the issue or the moment that's presented before me, you know? Say so, you know, you're at work thinking about home, when you're home you're thinking about work kind of a thing. So yeah, thanks for explaining, expounding upon that. I wanted to know, you know, what your thoughts are on the implication that our personal relationships have on our ability to become successful?
0: It is everything. I mean, I think especially as as women, Mm -hmm. we need extra support and we're not conditioned to provide ourselves even just the basic level Mm -hmm. of work you know um and so I really think that you know making sure that your personal relationships are supporting who you are today yeah and they're not stale is because you may have met friends or even Mm -hmm. your partner you know years ago where you were in a different place and you know if they're not growing with you that can make huge implications on success, almost, you know, act as a weight around, mm-hmm. people, you know, as you're trying to soar. And so I think that's that's one aspect. And you know, I think that the ability to have strong relationships, you know, not only externally, but mm-hmm. that relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I think about you know mental wellness and you know depression and anxiety being you know two of the major players they're not of course not all players but you know so much of those challenges come from our inner dialogue with with ourselves and so i, I just really think you know the more light we can shine on that yeah. the, the stronger and more empowered that we can become to at that right
1: mm-hmm. nice can re- can one really become stress free? Because um, <laughs> I I I can't imagine that. But you're a proponent of the concept of being stress free, and it's something that's attainable. How do we get there to this state of being stress free?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I always think of you know being being stress free as there's a challenge and there is the story that then goes along with it, mm-hmm. which often makes us experience the challenge multiple times. Yeah. And, and so when we're talking about, you know, succeeding without stress, it's succeeding without that internal dialogue that we've talked about mm-hmm. so far. But it's also about looking at the facts of the situation or challenge versus internalizing it and what beating yourself up or you know overanalyzing there's all of these different things that you. Mm. and so when you can separate yourself from the story and just look at the facts yeah the challenge is the challenge mm-hmm. and the, the stress and the story is what you can clear and choose to experience something different because that's internal
1: So it has a lot to do with, goes back to the conversations that we have with ourselves. What are some of the things that you do to stay in a state of abundance and recognizing that there there is a need that you are fulfilling and to not get discouraged by external things like a pandemic, for example, or all the things that encourage us to be scarcity minded
0: in this time? Yes, this is such a great topic. You know, I think that the very first thing that I do is, is commit to checking myself. Mm-hmm. And things come up like that. And the way that I, I do that is I ask myself, am I focusing on contribution and serving the other or am I focused on myself? Mm. Because if I'm in scarcity or fear, that's self-centric thinking. Yeah. And so, that realization of, yeah, I'm completely obsessed with how this is going to affect me, Mm -hmm. that elevates my consciousness to be able to like look at the situation from, you know, 30,000 feet instead of being in it. Yeah. Um, You know, I think really looking at staying connected to the solution that you're bringing to the market. Yes. And how important that is the way that I do that is, you know, just that reminder of that there's a saying out there and, and it goes, you know, to the tune of what you are is God's gift to you and what you make mm-hmm. of it is your gift to God. I love that. That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I think I honestly, I think about that every day because, you know, if I am the representative of God in my life. Mm-hmm. I have a duty to impact as many people as I can get out of my own way. Cause I get in front and get in my way um, and be as efficient with my time as possible because we only have so much time. And that really helps me, you know, get back on track and focus on the right things.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there any daily rituals that you practice that help you to stay in that state of abundance?
0: definitely continuing to focus on what I it sounds so simple when I say this but when what I want mm-hmm. and desire instead of what I don't want, it's so easy you know to wake up in the morning and think about the to-do list and you know the little things and that constant focus on what I want and you know really meditating on that and reflecting mm-hmm. on that is is so important to really you know ingrain that implement it and integrate it into my to myself and and study it every day so that it becomes a reality mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so there are quite a few people that uh they've had to pull themselves up by the bootstraps so you know they know what it is to live in a state of scarcity not by their own choice but you know this is something that they um they were brought into and then they you know through hard work and being a magnet for opportunities they've they've amassed Wealth, You know, they started to get more abundant, but there is this cognitive dissonance between, you know, what they were brought up in to to what they've managed to achieve. And sometimes they sabotage Mm -hmm. their newfound abundance. What, you know, what are some of the things that someone like that can do? Because I imagine that you encounter those personalities from time to time. You know, how, you know, what can they do to not mess up what they've worked so hard for?
0: Yes, yes. That good old cognitive dissonance, isn't Mm. it? (laughs) It's fascinating, just the the mind and, you know, understanding that it's here to keep us safe, not Mm -hmm. to be happy. Um, You know, I think that, the most important thing to realize is that it is your responsibility to draw a line in the sand mm-hmm. you know you can do as many you know personal development seminars or books or readings but if you do not make the decision to stop playing out and participating in that story there there's nothing else that can change that except you yeah. yeah and so i think really understanding that there is a choice today because you've now created your life thus far. Mm-hmm. And there is a choice to truly build the life that you want. I think that decision, while it seems so simple, it's, it's the biggest, most important thing. Mm-hmm. If you, if you decide that, you know, no more, you're going to you know, get in your own way or participate in the story. Then you can come from a place of true, you know, empowerment and 100 percent responsibility mm-hmm. for your for your life. Yeah. To then build upon that.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I want to shift gears a little bit um, and talk about the fact that you actually personally funded and sold a development project. So I. Uh, been a part of a construction project in the past and I know how intense that could you know that can be from that experience but you need to talk to me about that because how does you know what was the experience like for you what were some of the challenges that you encountered and how did you overcome some of these challenges with um this development
0: project yes oh my gosh um there there were more gems diamonds in the rough (laughs) than Mm -hmm. I could have ever dreamt of Mm -hmm. um it's it's funny I look back on it now and I'm just like why did I think doing that project was like my next step of evolution and growth I'm sure there was something less I could have done I'm like talk about cognitive dissonance no anyway Um, the, the biggest things, you know, that it reinforced were that we truly, if we decide, you know, as people that we can be, we can do anything Mm -hmm. and really consider, okay, what resources do I have? Anything is possible. And Mm -hmm. there were, you know, multiple times in the project that, you know, I had, I had issues with the lenders involved and, you know, they, they weren't wiring the the funds to pay contractors when it was needed and, and, you know, what was agreed upon. And I was challenged to, you know, come, come up with, it was, it was more than $200,000 to wow. make this work. And it's funny because it was this time last year. So I'm like, wow. Um, but in that situation, you know, just to explain it a little bit, because it's applicable to other areas and anyone can do this is like, I have this challenge. And of course, I spent a couple of days appalled and freaked out and of course, stressed of like, mm-hmm. what, what am I going to do? And then I sat down and made a list of all of the ways I could come up with this money from... Mm other people I knew to calling banks. I mean, I had about 36 options Mm -hmm. when I got them, and I ended up just calling different people. And my aunt in Florida that I didn't talk to very much, she was looking for a rental. And so she was like, I actually want to buy one of these houses. Mm -hmm. and And so it ended up taking a turn that I could, couldn't have imagined, but it was through that process of, you know, brainstorming and asking myself, how can I complete this versus this is happening to me? And it's, you know, that, that change. Um, You know, the other thing that was really challenging for me was, you know, I've been in real estate, it was 13 years when I started Mm -hmm. project and, the market is super hot. It's still super hot. the The homes are beautiful. They're priced right, and they weren't selling. Mm. And then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, I have been in this business for so long. I've, you know, made sure everything makes sense. I'm not going to get caught in, up in this. You know, like exactly. this is not going to happen." Exactly. Yeah. And it it just taught me so much about. Another level of faith in myself that, you know, if, if stuff doesn't happen exactly according to plan, I have bet on myself. And at the end of the day, that's not ever going to break. And I think that, you know, that's, that's what carried me through, you know, is mm-hmm. just remembering that, but it was, it was a wild ride, you know, carrying the, the cost of the development and yeah. Also running my real estate team, it, it definitely went down a path I was not expecting, but it truly was, I mean, one of the biggest gifts that I've had in my life because of those, those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, see that when you're in it, yeah. but if you just keep believing and, you know, reminding, like I reminded myself of like what I what I'm made of, what I stand for, and that I'm just going to take it day by day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, too, the mere fact that you even conceptualized the idea of building laundry homes, it, it it's like a, it was an indication that you were meant to be able to do this. You did have the capacity. And I'm so happy that you you stuck it through it, you know, um, mm-hmm the real estate development market, well, the luxury apartment market is, is quite hot in Jamaica as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, really, really hot. Um, as a matter of fact, quite a few developers are selling their houses or their apartments in US dollars, right? And mm-hmm. I'm talking about as much as 1 million US dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's always been something that I've been extremely intrigued about. Um, I do see myself doing that one day. So I'm so happy that you were able to share that story. While we're still on the topic of housing, real estate, um, do you have any tips for first-time homeowners as well as persons who are seeking to do their own project?
0: Yes. Um, You know, that advice is if it's your first time, you know, purchasing a home or, you know, a piece of dirt, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to reach out to a lender or someone that is an expert in that field now versus waiting because so yeah. often people think they have to have, you know, X amount of a down payment or they need to, you know, do all of these things. And especially at a time where interest rates are incredibly low, Mm -hmm. you either will get approved for the loan or you will be able to create a plan to get approved down the road. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a win either way. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is, you know, I think there's so, so many people that are interested in building or developing in that world. And, it's definitely there's a lot to it, but there's if mm-hmm. you can do your you know research and and get a team of of your experts in like each department you know get an engineer mm-hmm. get you know uh, an architect builder you know get that team lined up and collectively you can truly pursue a project that that would work, but mm-hmm. always you know figure it's going to take longer and (laughs) yes (laughs) I'll figure that thank you for saying that (laughs)
1: because I was saying to a friend of mine the other day I'm like I wish people would stop shaming young people for not um purchasing a home immediately or taking that on as a as a you know an adult goal because there are so many steps yeah oh my god From the perspective of buying as well as from the perspective of selling, there are so many steps and there are so many people involved. And it's like this ripple effect. You need one person to do their job. Then you need another person to do their job in order for you to um, do what you need to do. So it's a process. It's this symbiotic relationship. So. It's not totally dependent on the individual. Um, I think we should, instead of shaming people about not buying a house first, the conversation should be, these are the things that you should have in place, like what you said, you know, for the day to come when you are ready to purchase a home. These are the steps that you need to take because it's, yeah, chances are it's going to take a lot longer (laughs) than
0: you imagined. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Interestingly, I just finished uh, doing some work for uh, a really good friend of mine who is going into the development space. So I um, prepared quite a few of the contracts that he's going to need for his project. And his project is, he's thinking five years down the road. So he's getting himself organized. He already has his team in place. And came to me and like, Sophia, I need these contracts to be done. And I'm like, this is how you do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <gasps> oh, yeah, this is how it should be done. So I'm so happy you shared that, that tip, you know, that inside of, yes, yeah, yeah, more powerful than, than you probably think right now. I've had the opportunity to interact with your assistant. Um, and I realized that, you know, she's, you know, she's on it. She's super responsive and super efficient. And I know for a lot of female entrepreneurs, finding the right team is often a challenging process. So mm-hmm. what system, What recommendations do you have? Is there a system that you have in place where selecting your team is concerned?
0: Yes. Oh gosh. This this is, me. I love this topic. <laughs> like I just like, <laughs> it's just, stumbling over my words because I, I just love it so much because it honestly has been the hardest part about running my business over the mm-hmm. last, you know, 14 years. And mm-hmm. the, I would hire fast and, you know, just wasn't wrapping my head around the process. So this last year, mm-hmm. um, I, I really buckled down on what it is exactly that I want and those expectations. Yeah. Um, and you know, the the biggest thing that I found that was a great starting point was how you post your jobs, positions that are open. Mm-hmm. And okay. what what I did was I required that they send a video along with their resume. Mm-hmm. And I I remember for actually for my assistant that Donna's position that you worked with, mm-hmm. I had 84 applicants and only four. Wow. Four had sent the video as I heard. Are you and, kidding me? Uh, like seriously? Four. Yes. Four. Wow. And so just having those those kind of high expectations on the front end beats mm-hmm. out so many people. Um and so that that would be, you know, the first thing. The other thing is I always ask for five references. Mm-hmm. okay and then I ask those references if they know anyone else that I should talk to mm. okay just asking you know another level there mm-hmm. um and then you know the last thing of course on the last thing there's a lot of little things but <laughs> I think the the weekly check-ins on progress yeah and another thing that is just so instrumental because you can catch things as you're dealing with them instead of you know going months and months because we're all so busy and then they're unhappy you're really not that thrilled and then it ends
1: badly Mm, yeah those are quite thorough and especially the idea of actually contacting the references because I feel like (laughs) Mm-hmm. I feel like we fall off, <laughs> yes, where the reference tricks are concerned. So you're like five references, and also find out if there's anyone else that these references know that could speak to this person's character. So I, I love that.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, and get their email addresses too, so that you can email them a fillable PDF, so that you don't have to call each one as a
1: backup. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. So Stacey, do you uh, have a favorite book right now? Are you reading anything right now that inspires
0: you? Yes, I. You know, I I'm right reading the the practice by Seth Godin. It's mm, okay. It's um, his new book, and I just love his perspective on marketing and life. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm enjoying um, that. Mm-hmm. And then I just recently read the the Five A.M. Club by mm. Robin Sharma, which was like poetry. I mean, he has a beautiful approach to the words and the flow of his language in his books. So that was an easy read too.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to check those out. Um, especially, uh, I'm happy that you mentioned Seth Godin because that was a reminder for me to check out all his work. Um, mm-hmm. I remember watching this video that he did once where he was like, you know, I really don't believe in authenticity because... Not every space requires it. So he, the example he gave was like, you know, if I hire you to do a particular project, I really don't want to know um, what happened with your babysitter or what happened at home. I just want you to show up and do your job. So, yeah. I, you know, I really like that perspective because sometimes we bring or baggage may not be the right word, but we bring our stuff to situations that don't require it. And so if we're being authentic, you know, you, you, you go to work and like, oh, you're, you had a crappy morning and then you come to work with, you know, oh my God, I had such a crappy morning or whatever. Um, it's gonna, you're being authentic, but you're not doing your job or you're not effective. So I was like, mm, okay, that's another way to think about this topic. Yeah.
0: Yes. And his book, The Practice is being, it's all about being focused on the practice. What you do every day versus goal, and it was just a refreshing approach because I think we all have a good handle on the goal and the outcome we're after, and mm-hmm. it's easy to get off track. That your practice and your daily efforts are absolutely supporting that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so.
1: I want I want to ask another question, which is kind yeah. maybe a bit weird. So, um, a lot of women leaders, um, you know, especially with the conversation about, uh, that's happening globally about feminism, is it actually serving women and being objectified? And so, persons struggle with the idea of looking a certain way or exploring fashion. What would you say to someone like that, that may be resistant to being pretty or being called beautiful? because they feel as though that takes away from the value that they're adding. I don't know if this is a conversation that you've ever had to have, or is it something you had to do with yourself about, you know, looking a certain way, will it detract from person receiving me um, in a professional
0: sense? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that it's such a great topic, because I think that there are those that, almost rely on that too heavily and then mm-hmm. I'll bring in the action. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, it's I go I go back to this saying again with everything in my life, it's like everything you are is a gift. Yes. And if you go into a negotiation or business dealing and someone is focused so much on their on your appearance, don't let that get you off track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's in Seth's book. And don't quote me on that though. Yeah. Um, but it, it was something like, if you were singing in the choir and the guy next to you got off tune, would you stop singing your part? No. Mm. Yeah. And so, and that's not, not a direct quote. I know, but yeah, I think I get <laughs> yeah. <got> the concept. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, it's, It's almost easy to allow your beauty to almost like be a victim of it. Like, Mm -hmm. whoa, I get all these comments. I'm beautiful. Like I'm more than that. (laughs) Then show them. Right. Yeah. Show them that you're more than that and step into all of you.
1: Yes. Your response deserves a snapping of fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I think it helps. You know, yes. why, why wouldn't you want to do something that helps? Yeah, yes. there's, there are some creepy people out there that are, are going to be like, oh my God, she's so pretty. But then there are going to be people that just like, hmm, appreciate the fact that you took the time to iron your clothes and comb your hair. I mean, yeah.
0: So anyhow. <laughs> I love the conversation because I feel like like how you do anything is how you do everything. So mm-hmm. if you if you don't, you know, if you're not doing your hair or you're disheveled on a call, it's, we're not saying that you have to be on all the time mm-hmm. or be perfect. What we're just saying is like, people pay attention to that. And if you are disheveled, they are probably going to think, well, if my paper were going to be messy, mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it does translate.
1: Mhm mhm- and i i I am a bit passionate about this area because I've seen where in my own life, I feel as though like looking back, I feel as though maybe not prioritizing that as much may have contributed to some opportunities passing me by because when I you know the visual representation of someone who would have gotten something over me so that we're on par skill sets but this person you know looked a lot more polished or a lot more put together and whereas I was just like "Mm, just going with the flow whatever kind of thing and I've seen where I after changing my posture where that is concerned and being very intentional about how I want to be perceived um I think it's made a big difference um so, yeah, thank you for indulging me on that topic. That <laughs> All right. So, uh, Stacey, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And of course, I want to ask you what keeps you driven?
0: Yes. Oh, just the opportunity to wake up tomorrow and be better than I was today. Like I think yeah. that's just, we get another opportunity to be at that, you know, go mm-hmm. to swing again and, mm-hmm. and do it better. So that's definitely what drives me.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you. Perfect. So much uh, nuggets of wisdom. Thank you, Sophia. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Driven Woman podcast. I encourage you to share it with a friend and leave us a review on Apple podcasts. Your reviews allow other driven women to benefit from the amazing conversations that we have over here. Follow the show on Instagram at Driven Woman Podcast and on Twitter at The Driven Woman Show. Until next time, stay driven.